Hello and welcome to the Trucking Driver Podcast. My name's Dougie Rankin. This is Chris Madison. How do? Alright, anything um, notable happened in your world over the past couple of weeks? Nothing at all, no. Why? What were you no. thinking? No. Oh, well, if that's the case, then. Uh, right, I'll see you next week. Cheers. Crack, crack on. Bye. No. Right then. I've warmed no, just, the lubricant for nothing, have I? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. Come on. So, it finally happened. I had to happen eventually, I suppose, and it did. I just got all uh, got all excitable and went and did it. Mm. So you're now the proud... don't know what we're talking about. Mm, yeah, so you're now the proud owner of... Uh, a big white S500 Scania. Sure. Well, well not when so you much, say I'm sure. the proud owner, I own a quarter of it currently. I've got some paying to do for the next few years, but anyway... So, I haven't decided which quarter I own yet. Possessions nine tenths. So well, yeah. aye, this is it. I suppose. Aye, so you've got Scania S five hundred, the um, <laughs> Foden, your beloved Foden's away to a new home. She's ah, she's not gone far. She's only gone to work, so but she's um, she's gone to a lad with a lot uh, a lot more scope for keeping her as she wants to be kept than I have. Because if she stayed with us, she'd be sitting out in weather, and that's never a good thing for tackles. Anybody will. Uh, will testify so this chap's wanted her for a year of three and um he came up and uh, she's gone she's living in a nice big workshop in uh, in workshop with his other classic wagons and his uh, acres and acres of classic tractors so that's what she's going to be on with is uh, humping classic tractors up and down on a low loader i believe i've had an invitation to go down and drive her to shows if i feel the need and uh, i can borrow her back he says which is very nice of him if we want no, to take her anywhere uh, but it's a bit like nipping back for an afternoon with your ex-wife. I don't think it's healthy. Mm, so I'll, mm, I'll leave yeah, her poss- possibly not. No. Aye. So uh, the S five hundred. That was the one that was kind of always Aye. at the top of your list of what you wanted. Anyway. Well, it was potentially mm. a four fifty. So it's it's good that you've um, yeah. got that got that <clears> little bit extra there. How did it um, come about? How did you find it? Because um, the second-hand truck market is nuts at the moment. As yeah, it brother. is. It's, it's chaos. Everything you ring up about has gone, or it's not actually there. It's bollocks. There. Yeah. It became apparent that if we if we wanted one, we were going to have to get one by whatever means possible. So uh, Mick Moody at Grimsby had a nice metallic blue tag axle 500 kept coming. I rang Friday lunchtime with a view to going and looking at it on Monday. And when I rang him on Monday, it was gone, sold. So um, I just asked Mick, basically, I said, look, every time you get one in, it's sold before anybody knows you've got it. So uh, would you give me a, you know, would you give me a bit of a poke next time you've got one coming in? And he did. He told me one were coming in and it uh, it landed. So I uh, cracked on straight across, had a look at her and says, right, deal on. And that was it, done, finished. And then we uh, picked her up couple of weeks later and here we are um she's 300,000 kilometers on just over she's been on scania r&m which i know doesn't count for a lot in terms of being looked after because dealer main r&m contracts leave a lot to be desired but anyway i think really looking at the service history on it she's not been that much bother for previous owner which was down in somerset and they've uh, they've looked after her so i thought well i'm gonna have to get my head round knock sensors and digital tacos and all other horrors that everybody else seems to have to deal with so i might as well start with one that looks good on paper so here we are i've I've run it three three weeks maybe just a bit more and uh, 
I have to say. She's performing well. She's giving me just shy of two to gallon improvement on diesel to old last, which on our mileage over 12 months will save me about 20 grand on current Whoa. diesel prices. Easy yeah, to drive. I know I, you know, I, I rattled on and on and on about manuals and he, I don't want an automatic and the rest of it, but I, I'll, all right, I'll stand up. You can throw rotten tomatoes at me or whatever, but I won't go back to a gear stick now after running that for three weeks. I get out of no. that on a night and I feel like I've been sitting in the bloody Chesterfield armchair. I just, you know, do a shift, get home, get out and go home. I don't hobble about in yard and mutter and rub my hips and rest of it. It's uh, it's comfy, it's efficient, it does what it says it'll do. It goes up and down hills without any fuss. And apart from being about four foot higher than I'm used to and falling out of it twice, trying to jump out old school style, um, she's not maimed me yet. That's so, I don't think you were that militant about manual gearboxes. God, um, you want to listen back were... to some of these. You reckon? Aye. Was it? Yeah, that, yeah. that determined? Because the only I, choice I, was, I, if you wanted a manual, was a DAF. Really? Because well, you didn't want to scan your R-cab. If you think back, small. if you think back when we had that blue space cab demo, and, and then mm. I got that super space demo recently, mm. you know, um, I think we had a little exchange somewhere in text on, uh, maybe on Truck and Driver Facebook page. I'm not sure. We Mandy from DAF, and she was saying, no, you don't want a manual. And I was rattling on and on and on about manuals and the rest of it. But um, I think, really, it comes down to which automatic you've got. Um, that Volvo, that great version 5 Volvo 750, that was a lovely thing to drive. That was good. But everything else I've had, really. With exception of maybe Renault, which is kind of self-explanatory. It? It's the same setup. But, um, I've not really gelled with any of them. But that, you know, that scan you had a couple of years ago for a week... I, as soon as I got in that, I thought, I want one of these. And then they told me how much they were, and then I stopped wanting one of those. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think these now, 500s, current prices, if you can get one, which you can't, but if you could, I think you're looking sharp end of 140 now. You know, 135, 140 for a six-cylinder, which is yes. mental. It is mental. Folk can't get a hold of like um, anything. We're seeing guys kind of asking questions, you know, mm. um, about stuff they've never run before. What, what's a TGX like? What's an S-Way like? Because they're just yeah. whatever they can get their hands on. Because yeah. it's just such a such a shortage. And of course, well, it doesn't help that this. It really, really doesn't help that those ultra low emission zones have just completely pulled the rug out from under Euro Five kit as well. I was having a look in the Walker Movements website, and some of this non Euro non Euro Six stuffs. There's no demand for that at all. Um, no. And there was, a re- there was a really nice TGX 480 with a manual gearbox in it, with a tag axle, tidy looking thing, 228,000 kilometres on it, and it was like £9,700. And the thing looked mint, and, but yeah. it's not Euro 6, so it's a, it's not a viable proposition for so many so many people. No. And, um, so no. you've got a whole load of trucks, you've got a whole load of trucks sitting there now that um, I are um, basically just going to end up getting exported um, and you've got this kind of small amount of um, pool of trucks knocking about because some of the um, some of that early Euro 6 stuff as well looks a bit scary there's sort of 14 plate double shifted yeah. stuff that's come back for the big fleets with 700,000 on it you're thinking yeah. that's a truck that's about to give somebody a five figure bill but there were a few it, 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 <laughs> 
there were a few streamline middle uh what do you call them high line scanners i think looking at color scheme i think they were probably ex canute motors and they were floating about about six months ago at 16 grand a piece well somebody emailed me one other day and it's uh same motors in pool now they're looking at 23 24 grand from and i think they were 15 plates so they're uh, you know it it's getting worse price wise week you know week in week out and i thought well we don't have a lot of spare anyway so i'm, I'm, I'm either gonna have to do it now or i'm gonna have to go take one of these ludicrously well-paid jobs that they seem to be about at the moment and i thought well i'm unemployable that's the problem it would be great to just sell up and say right i'm uh, I'm having six weeks holiday a year in a pension and all that business, but I'd only last two days before either I or transport manager died in a horrible, uh, in a horrible way. So I think I'll carry on as long as I can, really. But I had to act now because this would have been another ten grand in in another three or four months, I'm sure. So we acted, and now we've got to uh, on Monday mornings when I feel like putting my head in the oven, I've got to get out of bed now and go to work. So. Yeah, I reckon that, that was definitely the right th- the right thing to do. D- despite all the helpful advice that you get across Facebook and things, everybody gets it. You know these days. You know you should have done this and you should have done that. And oh, oh yeah. why aren't you just keeping it? And why why aren't you just keep driving it and everything like that? And like, you, these people like just um, on a different planet. You know, the people genuinely not aware that you're not going to be able to drive trucks into numerous city centres and it's mm. only going to get it's not, they're not going to reverse any of this stuff once it comes in but no. once it's there it's there it's... even Bradford they're having one it's just laughable it really is laughable and coming up um, it'd be Wakefield Road straight up and out towards Driglinton I'm not sure main drag up and out anyway back towards M62 and Morley they've just banged a cycle lane on there but they've just taken one at lanes away and made it into a cycle lane Twice I've been in, twice I've queued like a dick for 40 minutes to get in. So we're all sat there throwing smoke out, queuing. And I haven't seen anybody on a push bike. Because it's a fair no. hill, you know. Mm. It, it's not Norwich, it's a bloody big hill. And so I, I'm not really sure what kind of politics are involved in Bradford, but I think Bradford Council need to give, you know, sit down, have a really long look at themselves in the mirror. Sheffield are going again. Leeds have started consulting about putting that back on again. And then Andy Burnham's uh, piece de resistance in Manchester is all 16 boroughs of Manchester, everything, not just city centre, everywhere. So that's the end of Colin Barrett and Jay Barrett Haulage and their ERF fun and games out of Oldham, I would think, this time next year. They've bought, they've just got a whole load of um, trucks in. Which I, I was I sent some pictures. I was quite surprised to see they've got like some. I saw a Renault Range T and a Volvo FM. I think which was. I, I don't know what Colin's going to do when start. it's uh, you know when it's time to get a laptop out. I really don't know what Colin's going to do with that. But anyway, it, it, it still runs one or two with gardeners in. Um, so it's all lip service in Manchester because it's one of these. Oh yes, environmental this and that. But you can come in if you pay. Well, if it's mm-hmm. environmental, you're not coming in. Euro 6 or you're not in. Fair enough. Level playing field, that ain't it. But if you mm. can afford to pay for it, day, you can run in and out. If you're doing, you know, muck away mm. and you're going to do 12, 13 trips in and out at zone on day, it's worth your 50 quid, isn't it, really? Not to be going out and spending 200 plus on a new tipper. Yeah, I always, I'm sure you can factor that into rates, £5 a load of it day. So. Plus, Burnham, 
playing his political card. Cars aren't included in Manchester. Mm. So we well, can see where his vote is, can't you? You know, sort of lower end income bracket and all that. So he's not going to upset his voter, is he? So uh, there we go. We're all, you know, we're all arsehole now, but you can run in and out in a monkey old Toyota all day long, no probs. Grand. Anyway, no, it's difficult. You can, only, mm. you can only fight this bollocks for so long, and then you've got, either got to play ball or pack it in. And after much hand wringing and uh, rubbing of chins and you know, all that, we thought, well, we'll stick in a bit and see how we go. So that's oh. what we're doing. We're sticking in. I've even this week, when I've been off, because we were supposed to be on holiday this week until uh, one of our esteemed doggies went down the rattle quickly. So we've been, anyway, we've been at home nursing a really poorly dog all week. So we haven't been on oh. holiday. So kids, so kids haven't seen uh, <clears throat> a change of scenery, really. Um, I thought New Fount Cooperative, maybe we'll have, uh, you know, we'll get some DVS tackle thrown on this and then we can. Uh, we can really toe the line, can't we? So I did. I had a chap out. He's fitted me cameras and shouty bit to tell cyclists are about to die and all the rest of it. And side bloody... Well, you need that because of the changes that are coming in the highway code. They're, they're, they're intent on forcing through, which are just insane. But anyway... Yeah, it's absolute aye. bollocks. Is that? That's another subject. Anyway, he's been, he's fitted it. And then I went on to uh, TFL website to sort of... Oh, well, we need to know what you... Uh, your star rating is and only Scania can tell you that so a chap at Scania at Milton Keynes rather kindly emailed this team in London and said look it's a zero star rating obviously blah 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 so I uh, I got on to him the other day then and said now I understand Scania have been in touch and I knew they had because I'm copied in and we've got a reply to that email from TFL so TFL said to me Oh no, no, we've no idea what you're talking about. We uh, we need a star rating from manufacturer, you know. So you've had it? No, no, we haven't. So I sent a copy of that email and the email that they'd sent back to Scania saying thanks very much and all that. And it's gone awfully quiet since then. So Stuart Holt and a few of the lads said, well, good luck with getting registered because obviously they've had to go through this already. Um, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do, you know. I've emailed oh, Scan, you scan you have emailed TFL, TFL have emailed Scan you and me saying thanks very much, we'll be in touch and now TFL are pretending that they don't know what we're talking about, despite having a screen full of evidence that they do. So they know they know fine well what the star rating is of every truck. Yeah. Is it, they're all the bloody Every S cab Scania is a zero rating, the same with like a DAF XF or a Volvo F H it's they're all the same rating. It depends what things you've added to it. If you supply yep. the evidence that you've updated the truck, so you've got your cameras and your side scan to get yep. the star ratings up. But yeah, so can't do being, that though. They're being deliberately bureaucratic yeah, and about it. Just uh, you, you can't supply evidence of anything until they accept hmm. that your truck exists and it's a zero. That's the first hurdle. So when somebody actually mans up and says, "Go on then." It's a zero, and then I send a you know receipt and all photographs and rest of it for what we've fitted and rest you know um, maybe then I'll be able to get into London sometime before I retire perhaps. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not some kind of masochist. I don't want to go into London, but you go where work is, don't you? Um, some at work I do for halts gets you awfully close to nipping into into zone. Um, and I don't particularly want to just nip into the zone and get rogered. So obviously, we well, want all this in, 
in 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 place. That's the way that they've set it up because they've they're, they're, they've set that up because that's what they're kind of they're hoping that um, you know they they'll get a, they'll get some collateral damage. Mm-hmm from hauliers off of this because yeah. people just getting caught out and sneaking inside as well mm. and it's just massive massive insult to injury if your truck's equipped with all the things which um, make it compliant and they would still do you on it anyway I got a letter through yeah. the post about my Omega because when I came back to Brad's Hatch there was a smashing down 25 so Google Maps took me off and t- took me into inside the M25 and then they sent me a letter they must have picked it up in one of their cameras saying your car may not comply with um, the London low emissions zone thing so I said alright so I checked it and if I'm going to Sutton if I've got to go to the head office and it doesn't matter what I'm driving it doesn't come within that but I would also have to be careful because I would have to um, pay a charge with the car to get to go just in, just inside one of those zones and that's just taking a diversion off the M25 because of an accident. So that's how easy, that's how easy it can be done. Um, of course, that could potentially get you a fine of getting into the, the on for a thousand pounds between the driver and the hauler on DVS. Yeah. Cynical, very, very cynical. Tony Hopkins, the chap at Fleet Engineering in uh, in Milton Keynes, he's probably sick of people like me emailing him and saying, "Hello." I'd like to go to London, please. But, you know, he sent me about 6,000 pages. You know, he took the time to email them and they just basically... It seems to be a private company that's running this um, uh, oh. adoption. Fastview 360, uh, Polly Baines at Fastview 360. So you go on the TFL website, you email TFL with all this gubbins from Scania, and then somebody from a private firm called... Um, Mm, Fast View 360 mm. gets back to me saying, oh, you're not recognised on system, blah, blah, blah. When you've contacted Scania, contact me and um, we'll let you know what additional equipment mm. is required, if any. And we can supply uh, DVS kits starting from £300. Oh, I bet you can. Aye. So whoever Fast View 360 are, I didn't see that coming. I thought we're dealing with some bureaucrats stuck up a bloody stairwell in London at TFL but they must have farmed that one out, I don't know anyway, it's ongoing and after I replied with, you've had all this already dear, she just ignored me so, um, back back to square one (sighs) so I might might email Beverly Bell, she's uh, (laughs) come on Bev Going. Was she, was she up to these days? Because she was the the traffic commissioner. For, was that for yeah. your region? But she doing like independent, like consultancy work. Yeah, that's that what she's on with now. Yeah. Yeah. She were um, she were gaffer for a while, wasn't she? She were, um, yep. chief commissioner. The big cheese. Aye, any road. I uh, if anybody's listening to this, who can help a simple farming boy register this thing with TFL before he blows his brains out, you know, don't hesitate to patronise me on Facebook or uh, send me a DM or, or whatever because I, uh, I don't have the patience for this or the skills and um, somebody's going to die <laughs> and it, it wouldn't be right to do uh, 15 to life, would it in strange ways and leave Kate with all this finance so uh, if anybody can guide me through this one, feel free I don't get upset by uh, by advice. That was a bit serious, wasn't it? 
it's been serious for um, a bit while now. That, that that much serious mm. sort of stuff coming on. I had um, I've been like sort of well, I've been more active on Twitter. I'd say definitely than I have been on um, Facebook. Um, going on about all the, the problems in the industry at the moment, blah, 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 blah yeah. all that stuff. But I've managed to pick up like a couple of like really strange people. Um, there was oh, a guy shit. that, well, I was on BBC Radio 4 um, for a few minutes, mm. which was nice. Um, and there was a lady on there with us from um, The Caterer UK, who actually had a lot of interesting um, insights and advice about sort of industry in general. And there's so much crossover between haulage and um, catering and hospitality oh. and, uh, but she said she made a point that they managed to get a petition and they got some changes pushed through because they got over 200,000 signatures because the hospitality industry pulled together on a petition and none of the uh, truck parking or facilities petitions ever manage much more than 10,000 but yeah. then you go into Facebook and then you get a load of bitter guys going well, you know, nothing's going to change anyway. You know, there's no point. Nobody's ever going to anything done. And it's like, well, well, she's just provided evidence that if people do actually stick together a bit, then things can get done. 200,000 signatures on a petition, and we can't get 10,000. Mm. But the topper was that yeah, guy. Yeah, you said that, that. Um, you know, we took 410,000 mm. to march through London for countryside mm. march, and the bastards ignored us anyway. So, mm. that you know, that beats a petition hands down, doesn't it? Mm. Half a million bodies marching through London, and they're still yeah, well they still taking their they, notice. They ignored the Iraq war protests as well, and that was millions. Because mm. something else entirely, but mm. they, they were able to get a lot of people. Well, I was going off. The, I was going to start to explain it, but these rand. I've been getting kind of like attacked, kind of online by some really random people. There's a guy who's got a conspiracy theory that um, oh, I don't good. want. No, that apparently I don't want to talk or ever criticise the RHA because um, we're in the pocket of them and big business, and um, we're just only we're only interested in advertising money. And the guy was in Bob Beachy's Facebook page with his uh, with his theories, and I said, "Well, come on then, I'll publish whatever it is you've said verbatim." Uh, but it come off an original post whereby somebody had basically decided to blame the truck press for the problems in the industry. It was our mm. fault, you know, because um, uh, we we hadn't done enough and we'd just only been interested in chasing money and stuff like that. And I was like, wait a minute here, I've turned down mm. loads of, we've turned down a lot of advertorial coverage from big hauliers in the recent months because we, we just can't, we don't want to be associated with um, the way that they've treated drivers on both sides, employed ones and suppliers and stuff like that. And it just, yeah, he's got mm. a weird... Um, a weird conspiracy theory um, about um, me and the RHA, um, and I really, I really wish people were approaching me with fat envelopes of cash to keep quiet about things, but it's just not happening. It mm. never has done, I'm afraid. So I've kind of like I think, I, I um, I think writing were on wall about you um, right mm -hmm. from the day when you um, got rid of that crossword and word searches. I think that's when rot started. Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think there's people. Who people lost gonna... faith in you when you got rid of crossword. You know, there's been hell on about that. No, um, from what I remember, anyway, from my ramblings over the last two or three years, RHA have come in for plenty of flack on here, so that's just bollocks. Mm -hmm. He's um, 
you know, he's just oh, woken up that way out anti that day, obviously, matey boy, and he's, oh, you, we have done this. All right, yeah, right, well, RHA get more grief than enough because, like NFU in a lot of cases, they will go around for tea and scones at Westminster because that's what they do. Um, sometimes they do our deeds, sometimes they do their own deals. It's just, you know, it's wheels within wheels, but RHA have never given a monkey's toss about anybody smaller than Stobart anyway. Um, so don't expect miracles from them. You know, it, it's a gaffer's organisation. Don't give a toss whether there's truck parking or there isn't. Um, but having a go at you, really, I mean, there's plenty of things I could have a go at you about. I mean, I've got a list, but um, mm-hmm. that isn't one of them, so I wouldn't get mm. too bogged down by internet loonies. Because, uh, uh, aye. Uh, there's a fair amount, fair amount of it in the fair amount of it in the last couple of weeks. I'm just waiting. It's only a couple of weeks still convoying the part now, and then I'm yeah. going to like take some time off at the end of it because I'm got to, I'm in the middle of the big bumper issue and trying to get people mm. to I'm trying to get people to answer their phone because they're busy and sit down interviews and stuff. Mm. And I'm just chasing things up. Well, it's Sunday afternoon and I'm getting back to doing some more writing at the, at the moment to get to get up to date with all this stuff. It's just. It's uh, busy right. times, and I've had a sick pet as well. Like I've actually, yeah. started, I was putting some posts because my wee cat Denny um, hasn't been well, and I've had to take him to the vet twice and things. And honestly, like, I've been overwhelmed with the amount of messages and kind words about him and everything like that. To the point where um, the concern, the level of concern is so great that I've actually stopped putting posts on about him because it, it, it creates such a reaction and such a level of emotion. Which is um, really uh, lovely, but um, you know, I was really surprised at the amount of messages and interest there was in them. I don't think I would have got if it was me personally who was that ill. I don't think I would have got that many messages back no. saying, "Hope you're all right." <laughs> it's poorly pet week, and our insurance has just run out. So um, there we are. So check your pet insurance, everybody. <laughs> we get a thousand pound, and then it's uh, you're done. Uh, it's, yeah. And we know further for what he's got: copper toxicosis, which is. Delightful. This is this is your dog. Ah, this is uh, with two Bedlington border crosses, um, Wesley and Ted. And Ted is uh, is young. He's only five, and he's uh, he's like well, it looks like he's been in Belson. He's just fur and bones. Anyway, they uh, got some blood tests back, and he's uh, he's full of copper. And apparently, it's a new one on me. But some Bedlington terriers were susceptible to holding on to copper. You know, obviously we get copper in food and rest of it, and. Uh, mm. We take the bits we need and we excrete the bits we don't need. Only these, these dogs that have got this genetic mm. predisposition to hanging on to it don't, and you don't know they've, and you don't know they've got this problem until things start to look nasty. And he, uh, he looks terrible. He, they had him at vets for the best part of this last weekend, so we couldn't go away. So we, uh, we basically they just said here on Thursday, take him home, see if he cheers up with you. I'm thinking, do things cheer up that have got? A chemical poisoning uh, situation. Anyway, he's been, you know, he's been about a fifth of himself. But today, he won't eat anything. He won't eat chicken. He won't eat anything. So I don't know where we are. But um, next steps a biopsy to confirm what they already said. So there's no point in him going for a biopsy because state he's in, he won't survive a general anaesthetic. I don't think they don't want to put him to sleep because he's not in pain, but. God, you've never seen a dog as miserable in your life. Oh, God, that's um, terrible. He's on, he's on some tablets that are apparently supposed to attract copper to them and help it be excreted by Fermi. Mm. You know, um, and he's on 
some what else is he on oh, god knows anyway because he won't eat now we can't get tablets into him previously you know with tablets he's always been grand he's, he's one of those he's not a sneaky dog that'll hide it behind his tongue and lob it mm. at you and you but he's not eating anything so we're having to open his mouth like a crocodile and i'm dropping him in and then we've got to hold his mouth shut for two minutes so so now he won't eat anything you give him because he thinks you're coming at him with some more of that so i don't know where we're going with this one but mm. pets mm, bloody pets it used to be horses that did this to us now it's uh, it's just small dogs but the other one wes he's as fit as a lop absolutely fit as a lop so it really is down to this predisposition to this um copper problem apparently labradors are bad for it bedlingtons he did say a couple of other breeds but you don't know mm. until it's no. a bit too late really so obviously i have a house full of really really emotionally charged kids that are all like tightened guitar strings at minutes so, or uh, anything out of the ordinary we could have a right barrage of tears and then this morning joe's bloody goldfish were brown bread so that oh. uh uh, that's what I would do when you texted this morning. We'd just had the official funeral toilet session with that, and he was sobbing his bloody heart out over a fish. So, uh, mm. we've dispatched mother and the gang to go to f- Fisher's Arrows or whatever they've gone for another fish. So we'll see if that cheers him up any. But uh. yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame he was aware of it at the time, and you couldn't have done a, a sneaky way. Could you done it? Got away with a switcheroo. Yeah, you're onto a winner with a goldfish, aren't you? I think, yeah. Yeah, you could like, you know, when he's like 18 mm. years old, and he's like, you know, I didn't think goldfish could survive that long. You're like, ah, oh, it's amazing, isn't it, son? You know. Yeah, I've had this fish, and so we're all lad, and I'm 37. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, well, I, we're loitering about in weeds last night, and you know, and it looked. It's always been a bit of an odd one. This it, it's got something wrong with its swim bladder. It'll spend a couple of days upside down, but it was quite happy about it. So you'd fish it out and put it in some shallow container or two then it'd write itself and it'd have a month of happiness and then it'd float upside down again but uh, this morning it had ceased to be it was an ex-goldfish anyway they are easier you know they are easier to have a funeral you know burial at sea rather than like a you know an african gray parrot or a pet swan or something i don't know what you do with that but uh Mm. johnny the goldfish went down the grate swirling undertaker's spout of uh, of heavenly transit this morning <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't i laugh sorry johnny rest in Aye. peace well we got we got johnny i can't remember what he called him but he called him four characters out at uh friday night dinner i don't know which one's left we've got one left but that was number three that expired this morning so i don't know uh, who survives? Who gets the sweepstake of survival? It might be Jim. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a big one. This one, it's uh, it looks like he's been getting more of his fair share at calm than others. It's like a bloody shark is this thing that's left. So I think when it, uh, <clears throat> you know, when that dies, I might have to slice it up into three or four bits to make that go down. Well, you could maybe you could have it for dinner. I don't know. I was a bit funny about eating things that have died of natural causes, aren't you? I just. Uh, I suppose so, yes, because they'd be very old and, you know, kind of yeah, well, it, pa- well past their best, you know. Uh, yeah, if it smashes best. glass one night and a psychotic rage and throws its little stone bridge through tank and we find it on settee at morning, then probably I'd eat it, but otherwise. Yeah. <laughs>
show outings planned or anything for this your Scania? You go. I really do. You going anywhere? This, I've, if you got the motivation, I've lost, I've lost urge for any of that bollocks. You know, being overcharged for food and slopping about in mud and going to terrible toilets. I'm, I'm definitely not going to Peterborough. I won't go to Peterborough if you teletaped ten grand to a post and told me where it was. I'm not going. End of. I think most of our yard seem to be planning to slither off to Peterborough, but I'm not interested. If I'm back from this um, second child-pleasing holiday, if I can get it booked. Um, Barnet Castle's on the same weekend as Peterborough. I might shoot up to Barney, I don't know. Uh, failing that, Mr Fern's lending me a, a bit of classic Scania to go down to Gaydon to retro in, because obviously I can't go to Gaydon. Well, I could, I suppose. Uh, I don't want to go to Gaydon in my new one, so mm. I, uh, but I don't want to miss retro, because it's great. So... I'll borrow whatever I can borrow that's old from Fernie and I'll pootle down to Retro. And, um, yeah, good stuff. That'll be it. I might do Newark in October just because I'm a bloody masochist. Because oh, it'll be oh. dark and wet and crap. But it might be the only chance I get to take one or more kids to a show. Maybe. Oh. Well, I've got um, I've got Carnival in the park, obviously. Um to do, and I've got George. Okay. Well, we've managed to get the convoy Mac. It's coming up there, with it, uh, along with the Kenworth with the go karts and the mini trucks. And George had said, oh. "They said, do you fancy driving the Mac round the the racetrack for the parade lap at the end?" And I was like, "Yeah." Says I've driven a Road Ranger gearbox before, but not one from 1973. <laughs> so I'm like, so, I'm like, so I'm now torn between. Oh God, I really want to do that. And also the fact that there were loads of people there with camera phones who will be going watching me going yeah. grinding it as I feel miserably to get the bloody thing to go into gear. So uh, I was like, uh, aye, I'm going to have to go and um, do some, um, uh, well, I don't know where I can get some Road Ranger practicing beforehand. I'll just have to watch some YouTube videos to refresh my memory because I remember when I was driving... The, the few times I'd driven one before, I was leaving it. Uh, I wasn't letting it drop the revs enough before I was um, uh, doing the change down. And you need like a bit of a little blip of the throttle sometimes to get it to go into gear. And yeah. I don't know. Hopefully I might just go into the one gear and I can drive it around the entire circuit in that gear without having to change. That would that would be nice if I could manage that. Yeah, I took Gary's ERF out yesterday afternoon for him after we free brake drums off at back. And I just pretty much put it in one gear and got round Barnsley with it. You were uh, that's a fuller in that, but anything. Uh, it's a nice tight old thing that you know. I've just uh, it's the first time I've driven it. We saw it who's who's what? Yeah, you, I saw a picture of an ERF beside your newly signed written Scania, but it's not an it's not an ERF I have ever seen before. Ah, it's a lad in. Who's is what says that? It's a lad that drives a tipper for uh, Brahms in Barnsley, and he just wanted someone to take to shows because he always goes to shows with us or Stephen Fern especially, and he. Um, he would generally take him one of Fernie's left hookers and he's never been right happy about driving left hookers, so he bought mm. that, you know, just to go to shows and to have somewhere to sleep, I think. Anyway, it's a lovely old thing. Um, here's another one at back that he bought on a moment, Madness, on eBay from Cumbria, one of uh, Millican's old ERFs. I'm not of a keen, but anyway. He seems to like the one at the back. I'll, I'll get you a picture of that one, I think. I see, that I'm one. just looking at that, that one in the picture that you've got there. I've never, mm. I've never seen that before. E12 TX325 on a Jade Edge. That's a it's a tidy looking thing. Yeah, but it, uh, it's in livery at team that had it at Skipton. Um, mm. It's it is a lovely thing. It's nice. In, interior is nice. 
it's well turned out. She starts on the button. You know, it's 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 a really good little thing. It um, nice. Oh, it was just so, it, it was going nowhere yesterday because uh, one at brake drums up back axle was solid and chamber were moving it was moving plunger so we knew it was stuck to drums so we had to take wheels off and crack it with a bloody big hammer and then I took her for a Taz round so she's uh, she's mobile we've left her in the yard with brakes off um, a chock under because she seems to hold her air alright so I think she'll be right but I would just it would just uh, clinging on for being stood it's been stood a, only oh. a couple of months i think since that m60 convoy it went on that with it but if it were wet, wet when they got back and mm -hmm. she was stood you know it'll just baked and so we're a bit mindful about riving linings off shoes you know in, in drums mm -hmm. but no just a, a good tap round with a 14 pounder and she, yeah <laughs> Aye. she was more than amenable to a run round so i took her for a a blow around yesterday nice thing yeah. and i did oh. shave a few teeth off i think maybe mm -hmm. don't tell gas obviously yeah. i think they're built to take that i think they're, I think they're designed for a bit of a bit of grinding you know they're, mm. they're um, built they're built to take it you know, um, oh, as long uh, as, uh, but i i that's uh, there's convoy then there's a, that at the end of the month there's a breaker breaker show in ireland at the last weekend as well and I'm, I'm really hoping they get some nice weather and a good go ahead for that because that's an event for a, re a really good cause and they put so much effort into it and that, so there's yeah. that and then of course there's um, a, a gate and I which I want to go to and um, which I'll have to work mm. out a plan to go to that but I'm desperate for like a holiday I, don't, I want bloody two weeks I want two weeks off but I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go mm -hmm. either I'm like kind of I was sort of just thinking about asking on Facebook, you know, does anybody fancy going on like a sort of random sort of holiday, you know, just slide into my DMs, but just sort of phrase it. I mean, and that does not mean uh, men, you know, <laughs> just. <laughs> You'll probably end up being butchered in a, a deserted uh, youth hostel or something, so I'd, I'd probably not, I'd not go a random holiday in if I were you. Well, no, there, but there's a few people on there. That, there. There's women on my Facebook that I've been like friends with, who were like offer like plenty of fish on like a dating site that I um, mm. never even went on a date with. You know, just added. Mm. I ended up added as a friend, and I'm thinking, you know, yeah, why not? Let's just go on a random holiday. How bad can it possibly be? It can't be any worse than what's going on for the rest of this year. But I need a holiday. But I don't know what to do because I don't want to go anywhere on my own, and I need somebody to go with. And I'm not going with like, yeah. Who do who do you go with? It's a problem. What, what do you do? There should be like some set some sort of thing set up so you can go like sort of um, friends with benefits holidays or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what about your mate Andrew Bootles? I'm sure he'll go on holiday with you. Uh, no, he's got like, he's got um, his children and his wife and everything to look after him. I'm sure he would be um, uh, otherwise mm. um, occupied. Yeah. Oh, Pip Dunn. You and Pip Dunn could do an editor's tour of. Uh, Printing equipment in sure, Belgium. Sure, we could, we could do a, a railway right. holiday or something like that. Yeah, aye. aye. No. You could look around uh, printing presses, Heidelberg no. presses or something in Germany. Oh, uh, that'd, be, no. that'd be thrilling. Yeah. No. Ah, you see a just, usual sort of um, mo. You can't do this year, can you? You can't just nip over to Bangkok or whatever. No, you can't. You can't. No, you can't do it. It's, it's not mm. easy. I need to get away, but I don't know where to go, and it's going to be expensive as well because everybody's stayed here. And mm. where do you go and what can you do? It's like literally, you know, I wonder if somebody like fancies like a house swap or something like that. I'll just go and swap houses with somebody 
And go on Airbnb. There's tons of stuff still available on Airbnb, and it's not really expensive. You can get all. Yeah, that's um, pretty much what we're on with at the minute. Because obviously, I've just well, I have just ruined kids' holiday this week. I haven't. It's just everything has conspired to ruin kids' holiday. So if I can get another week, I'm going to get one. Um, I'll just have to put. I have to give Stuart all the big cuddle and say, look, sorry, Uncle Stuart. Hi, anyway, Airbnb seems to be awash with cottages and other such things up and down, so uh, mm, have cool. a look on well, that. Ah, cool, because I, I need to, I need to um, have a bit of a, um, a, a change of scenery and a refresh mm. and a reset to come back motivated and um, all that for the summer, because this is not the summer, for autumn and winter, because this has just been a drag this whole bloody summer. So, so it has. After so, a night on the pissing Harrogate with me and Halty and Phil Barton and various idiots at Tipex, mm. you'll not want to go anywhere else. Yes. You'll feel like you've done a month when you've had a night that'll out be, with us in Harrogate. That'll be good. That'll be good by time. I'll need to, get, I'll need to uh, actually right. finalise a list for the, the vehicles for that, now that you've reminded me. I'll write that down, Tipex. Yeah. Because I had the truck and driver, I've the truck and driver awards this week as well. Among the you're getting me a new. I think last time you said you were going to book bridal suite at a hotel for me and you, didn't you? No, I said I specifically was not going to book the bridal suite for me and you in the hotel. Oh, pretty right. sure that's pretty sure I couldn't have been any more clear on that. Mother, cancel that order with Ann Summers. No. You're a bit airy for a basque, you anyway, from what I've seen. Mm. So forget that. Mm. Mm. Any more business? No, sensible. I'll give you a fish update next week if you want. And, uh, oh, I'd like to find out, you know, how you've got would, your, your replacement fish and how your poor doggy is getting on. Aye, aye. So if, uh, I don't do this praying lark because I don't really believe in it, to be fair. But, you know, if anybody does and they fancy having a, having a prayer, see if you can get uh, Ted sorted out for my uh, for my belong, uh, for my beloved children, will you? Because uh, poor little fella's not so well. Hmm. Yes, best wishes, Ted. And he's a grand dog. He really is a grand dog. He looks pretty much like Sprocket from Fraggle Rock, if you can remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah. All right. He's a lovely dog. He's He's got the sort of gone-out expression, though. You know he's dense. He's lovely but thick. Mm-hmm. He, um, he can't catch. <laughs> a dog that can't catch. I mean, I ask you. I mean, I'm not... You know, I'm not asking him to catch a golf ball from a mile away. Boiled ham from two foot six away, he can't manage that. It just lands on his head. He just, he just has no instinct for, you know, for self-preservation or, or catching things. He's the only terrier without any hunting instinct whatsoever. But he's lovely. He really is a lovely dog, and it's a great shame. So, uh, and it It'll be what it'll be. That's the thing we, uh, we live stuff. That's it. That's it. It'll be. It'll be. Right. Cool. Well, thanks for that. Got that out there. Um, so the, the new trucking driver, we just had one come out today. Not today, well, on Friday there with um, Dave Cross and Scania on the cover. Oh, uh, it came on time. Yeah, they did. It did, it did come in the post. It landed. Time, but, um, 27th, of August, 27th of August, that next issue is the one we've got. The, your update, your Scania makes its debut in Team Trucking Driver and we've got a whole load of other stuff in there as well because it's the big bump on issue and you can win 500 quid cash and all that so mm, good stuff thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode to keep up to date with the latest news 100% for drivers visit truckanddriver.co.uk 
where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.